I hope you're sitting down because today is a significant day. I have just checked out the stats and Sam, how many numbers have we reached on view so far? We've just downloads. 2,000, over 2,000 downloads. Whoop, whoop. Boom! Just since the beginning of this year, end of last year, beginning of this year. That's crazy. Right. And we are on episode 27 today with over 2,000 downloads. You have no idea how happy that makes me feel. You see, my vision was to be able to have a global impact and be able to help other people that I was not able to reach in New Zealand. And one of the ways that I thought about doing that was starting a podcast. So on my 50th, that was a dream. The, like it was cut to the wire, wasn't it? It was like 51 was between 50 and 51, like an hour to go before I turned 51, we released our first podcast. So if you have not gone back to the beginning, please jump on, go right back to the beginning and listen to my story about why I decided to start the podcast. Today's podcast is all about why do we do the things that we do? So you may want to grab yourself a pen and a piece of paper because we're going to dedicate this month all about you, all about your thinking, all about what your needs are, and all about what makes you tick. So this is you, you, and you. Okay, so let's just dive deep. We're going to hit the road running today. What drives human behavior? That's what we want to think about, and that's what we want to focus on in the next few weeks. And today, I want to discuss with you, what are some of the benefits of understanding human behavior? So by being aware of ourselves and our behavior, we have a better understanding of our environment. We're able to identify triggers that may make us a little bit angry, upset, sad, happy, as well as know what can actually distract us or derail us from a, from a task. It is actually really difficult to be fully self-aware. Usually this is because we operate on autopilot. We don't pay a lot of attention to how we are feeling or what we are doing to accomplish a specific task. It takes conscious effort to look at our behavior and emotions to understand how they are impacting us. Once we learn to notice our own behavior, which let me tell you, it's been a work in progress in this brain, right? We find that it is difficult to look at it without bias. Quite often, and maybe you relate to this, we can write off our actions or make excuses. We are having a bad day. And we don't even look deeper at our emotions or how we're contributing to how we are calling out having a bad day. Learning to be self-aware is a critical key to using your behavior to your benefit. Without the quality of introspection, it is useless to study your own behavior because you will not be able to properly properly utilize that information. As Oprah Winfrey says, we cannot change what we are not aware of. And once we are aware, we cannot help but change. And an example that I um, want to share with you is, you know, for, you know, at, when I, um, on my first podcast, as I explained, when I was 28, I had a um, breakdown. I call it a breakthrough, but other people call it a breakdown. And one of the things that came up for me is what was I watching on TV and what was the music that I was listening to and at the time I was watching like lots of those CSI type programs investigations and and thriller mystery type things and and murder mysteries all of those types of fast action killing um type 
adventure movies, right? And I was listening to um, fast beat music. So what I learned at the time was what that was actually doing to my central nervous system was actually elevating it. So it was heightening my sensitivity. So I was living in a fight or flight response naturally anyway. And by introducing or by adding um, thriller type movies or really fast beat um, house music, it was just taking my body to a whole other level. So it was, it meant that I was constantly in a fight or flight response and I was trying to add meditation and my gratitudes on. So there was a conflict going on. So I would do my meditation and then I'd go to bed and I'd watch a movie, you know, um, or not so much a movie, but like a CSI investigation or something like that. And once I was aware of the outcome that this was having on my body and the physical response that was happening on my body, then I was able to change it. But prior to that, I didn't realize that external stimulus was having such a massive impact on my central nervous system. So I'm curious, what changes have you made in your life? What awareness have you created that now you've created change for? So Sam, what's one for you? I guess one of the things that I've um, only just found out a few years ago was, you know, there's this trend that when you exercise, you listen to music and it's like the thing that everybody does. You put your pod, your little ear pods and pods, whatever they call them and the whatever's in the silencing things and everybody runs around and exercises with music blaring in their ears. And so when I was doing some longer distance running, I thought, oh, I'll do the same because that'll keep me entertained and I can go out and, and do my run and it will be a lot easier. And I was actually the opposite. I used to find not only because running with music also changes your tempo. So mm. if I wasn't listening to the right type of music, my whole running rhythm changed. I got way more stitches because I was running to the music, to the beat, rather than just running my natural pace. So with every song, I would change my pace. Um, and I also found that I was way more stressed. Normally running is like my meditation. It's my relaxation. It's my opportunity to declutter my mind and decrease my stress levels. And I actually found it that, you know, especially on a longer run, by the time I was halfway through, I had to rip those headphones right out of my ears because I was so frustrated with the constant noise in my ears. I couldn't handle it. So gone was the music. Now I, I will not run with music ever. I go outside, I run, I run my pace, which is what I need. I don't get a stitch and I come back feeling refreshed and I feel really good, which is what I always have done from running. But yeah, I thought I would change and do something new and it didn't work out. So I'm not doing that change anymore, <laughs> am I? <laughs> so much good, great awareness coming my way. So we'd love to know what where you've created awareness and now you couldn't help but change. Because remember that quote, we cannot change what we are not aware of. So prior to this, we were not aware of our behavior, right? And once we were aware of it, we were able to create change. So where in your life are you identifying, perhaps in the past, where you didn't know something and now you know something, now you act better? So if you were more aware of your current behavior, then you would be able to create change around that. And it's really important because when we create change, not only are we growing, but we're also inspiring other people around us to do the same. And believe it or not, this makes us feel like we have purpose. We start living more in our purpose. 
And this means that we start to have more excitement, more passion, and we feel better about ourselves because we're showing up in a better way and we're inspiring other people to do the same. So, so if you're ready to create more awareness because you want more change, then listen up and hold on because we're just about to cover it and today's podcast is just for you. Let's explore what we're going to cover today. The six human needs. At our core, our decisions and behaviors are driven by underlying needs and our beliefs about how these needs must be met. And I'm super excited to share this with you guys because this is one of the tools that I learned, I think, maybe three or four years ago when I first started getting into coaching. And this transformed the way that I started to think. Not only did it transform the way I was starting to think, it changed my daily habits and it changed my daily routines. And this was also so beneficial to so many clients that I was coaching at the time. So the six human needs are powerful. It's a powerful psychological framework. And it was actually created by therapist Chloe Medanes and popularized by Tony Robbins. These core needs are at the root of our motivations and why we prioritize certain decisions and actions, often without your awareness. All dysfunctional behaviors arise from the inability to consistently meet these core needs. But people's needs aren't just behind the bad decisions that we make. They are also behind all of the great human accomplishments. Understanding your own needs and psychology can not only help you avoid toxic behaviors and habits, but can also help you achieve your goals. Like that for me is a win-win. So how do we actually develop our six core needs? Well, each of us is unique and shaped by our individual life events and corresponding emotions. Many of our deepest needs are developed in childhood when our minds are taking in all the information that they can. This information, whether positive or negative, creates our beliefs and our values, and those create our entire world. It's even been proven that stress in childhood has lasting effects on brain chemistry and development. Each of us prioritize our needs differently, so not one human is, pretty, is, is the same. Our only decisions are based on which needs we put first. While the six human needs are deep-seated, remember that your past is certainly not your future, unless you live there. Did you get that? Your past is not your future, unless you live there. You can choose to fulfill your needs in a healthy way, as well as bring balance to your life by developing the ability to fulfill all of your needs equally. And that's why I'm super excited to share these six core needs with you in the next few weeks. Okay, so today what we're going to do is we're going to cover a base view of what the six core needs are. So what are they? The first one is certainty or comfort. The second one is uncertainty or variety. The third one is significance. The fourth one is love and connection. The fifth one is growth. And the sixth one is contribution. Okay, so let's have a look at our first need. Certainty and comfort, or certainty or comfort. At our core, we want to feel that we are in control of our reality. This feeling gives us security. 
This allows us to feel comfortable in our life, to feel that we can avoid pain and create pleasure. At the core, this is just a survival mechanism that we have. Certainty makes us feel safe, emotionally, psychologically and physically. Depending on how much we value certainty will depend how much risk we take in life. You probably have met people on both ends of the spectrum, those who want to control every single detail in their life and those who crave uncertainty. The extreme need for certainty, however, will hold you back because all growth and change requires uncertainty. Virginia Satur says, people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. And why does this matter? Well, this matters because so many of us don't understand that we have these six core human needs that we must get met, whether they're um, resourceful or unresourceful. So whether they're good for us or whether they're bad for us. So as the saying goes, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. So next week we're going to dig a little bit deeper into certainty. We're going to dedicate the whole episode next week to certainty and why it's important to start to understand and figure out how you're currently getting your certainty need met. Because remember we said before, we must get these needs met. And the first one is certainty or comfort. So there's certain behaviors or actions that you're doing right now that are enabling you to feel certain or enabling you to feel comfort. The question is... How is that serving you? So moving on to number two, uncertainty or variety. Yep, it's the polar opposite to the first one. So think about it. What would happen if you always knew everything that would happen to you? I don't know about you, but that would be that would suit me fine. Like I like to, to know things. I like to have control of things. So, you know, for me, perfect, perfect. I really like having certainty around quite a few things in my life and you'll get to figure out where you like certainty next week. You would probably be bored to death though, right? So if you knew everything that was going to happen, you'd be bored. So uncertainty brings excitement and spice to life. The level of uncertainty that you are willing and able to live with determines how much and how fast you will change. Keep in mind that being able to deal with uncertainty is also a skill that can be developed. As you become more confident that you can deal with change, things become easier. Also, as you start associating uncertainty and change with something that creates happiness and helps you achieve your dreams, your desires for uncertainty will increase. John Finley says maturity is the capacity to endure uncertainty. I don't know about you, John. Some days I'm just not so mature. Some days I like to be immature. So I'm curious, where do you see uncertainty in your world right now? Where is uncertainty showing up? Maybe it's in your health. Maybe it's in your exercise routine. Maybe it's with your nutrition. Maybe it's uncertainty around your sleep. Maybe you've got a new child. You know, maybe it's uncertainty with your mental and um, emotional well-being right now, with the world the way that it is. We've got, you know, Ukraine going on right now. You know, that could have an impact on petrol prices. That could have an impact on family. That could have an impact on uh, a number of things, actually. We've got the coronavirus, you know, we don't know if we're in lockdown, we don't know if, you know, we're going to continue with mandates, so that has an impact on travel, that has an impact on connection, that has an um, 
an impact on you know on relationships you know and that and you know with the isolation that we've all had during COVID and you know whether the the mandates are having an impact on you or not you know you could be getting your needs met or your need of uncertainty met in a different way like um you know consuming more alcohol because you can be uncertain about your behavior or turning to drugs because there's uncertainty in drugs so just different things for us to think about and as i mentioned earlier we are going to break each one of these down and go in depth so we can see exactly where you are right now and if that behavior is serving you that brings me to number three significance so i want you to think about it we all want to feel like we are special don't nod your head we all want to feel like we're special you know, like we want to feel like we are important. We want to feel like we are needed and we want to feel like we are unique. There are a variety of ways that we can get our significance. For example, you can get it by feeling like you're the best at something. You know, like an example of that is like an athlete. You want to be the best in your game. Um, a podcaster even, you know, you want to be the best at your game. A doctor, um, a lawyer, um, any job actually you know any job so you want to be the best at that and you've also got you know wanting to make a lot of money people that make a significant amount of money also get their significant need met so having the best house in your neighborhood um, lots of people that's really important to them so they will like to for everyone to know that they've got the biggest mansion in a certain suburb or a certain area um, by bu buying the latest thing like buying the latest iPhone or the latest um, big TV or the latest um, I'm trying to think of the car right now that's come out Tesla Tesla there we go like by having a Tesla some people buy a Tesla because you know that gets their significant need met um, by getting a master's degree or a doctorate or becoming a social influencer so by being the best dad by having a bunch of tattoos like people get their significance need met, met by tattoos which a lot of people are not aware of you know you can even be the person that has more problems than anyone else and we're going to again as I said dig into this a lot deeper in the upcoming weeks the most intimidating or even the most spiritual person so as you can see there are endless ways to feel significant and people will go to great lengths to feel significant in their life as Nelson Mandela says, what counts in life is not the mere fact that we have lived. It is what difference we have made to the lives of others that will determine the significance of the life we lead. And if Nelson Mandela says it, then it must be true. So moving on to number four, love and connection. Whether we realize it or not, love is the thing that we need more than anything else so i'm going to say that again love is the thing that we need above all else when we love a hundred percent we feel alive and it's a powerful force for love many people are willing to do extraordinary things for others whether it's the love that a parent has for a child or the love of a romantic relationship however if you don't feel like you can get love we settle for connection so i'm going to say that again if we don't feel like we can get love we settle for connection even if these connections do not serve us there are a lot of ways to get connection whether it is through a friendship a pet or even connecting to nature less constructive ways of getting connection are through social media 
sacrificing our authenticity to conform to a group or people pleasing. So that's a really common one that comes up a lot with our clients. And one of the posts I've just uh, posted earlier in, on social media this morning was a tarot card that I have um, for my month of March and it says love. Love is the frequency in which we communicate with each other. And, you know, at the moment, as I said to you before, there's so much uncertainty in the world. And when we live in a world of fear, we create, um, like fear just spreads, right? And, and when we live a fear-driven world, we become very judgmental. And when we become judgmental towards other people, that causes them to feel isolated, to feel abandoned. And when people feel isolated and abandoned, that's where addiction comes in. So for the month of March... If we all embraced less judgment and more love, then the world would be a better place. So probably about week three, we're going to dig into this a little bit deeper. So we're just at the beginning of March right now, and we're going to do all of these uh, six core needs broken down on a weekly basis so that you can get a better understanding, a deeper understanding of what needs you're currently getting met and which ones you would like to create change around so that you can start showing up in the world as a better person, a more um, controlled person, a a person that is living with passion and a person that is living on purpose and on point that inspires other people to live the same crazy, cool, amazing life. Number five, one of my favorites. They're all my favorite, actually. But let's look at number five, growth. So when you think about it, if you're not growing in an area of your life, then that area is dying. And if you've followed me for a while, you'll always hear me say green and growing, brown and rotting. So this can be your relationship. So it can be, you know, maybe your relationship's green and growing, or maybe your relationship is brown and rotting. It can also be in your business. Is your business green and growing, or is it brown and, and rotting, right? Or it can be in an aspect of your finances, green and growing, brown and rotting. If you are not growing, then it does not matter what you are creating in your exterior world. The need for certainty can hold you back from growth, leading you to feel empty and not be able to feel true fulfillment. Growth can be scary. It can have uncertainty for some, but it brings fulfillment. So I just want to share with you, you know, why I got into the the coaching space and the coaching arena. So you know, we've, we've had a woman's only gym now for coming up to 18 years. And, you know, most of my life has been spent transforming people from a physical aspect. And when I looked at this a few years ago, and I just sat back and I thought, you know, I've got everything. I've got the um, property company. I've got the gym company. We've got an importing company. We had our own um, home. We were doing extensive travel. And I just sat down one day and I thought, hmm. I'm not happy and I wasn't happy because I didn't feel that I was growing in an area that was giving me fulfillment so I was capable of doing all of these things and I was running on autopilot a lot of the time because I was so familiar with the industries that I was working in it just wasn't providing the fulfillment that I felt was necessary and at the time I didn't know I didn't know that it was fulfillment that I was looking for I was constantly in a race to meet happiness so if you can relate to that story 
then stay tuned for the next podcast coming up because we're going to go into what growth is and how you are growing in particular areas of your life and where fulfillment is hiding because we quite often think that fulfillment is all about the areas that we've been told for years and years and years you know having the 2.2 children the white picket fence and then all of a sudden happy's going to happen happy is an internal game happy is not an external game you can't find happy you need to create it from within and that comes from growth so I'm curious do you relate to that have you ever been the person that feels like your life is the same roller coaster ride maybe the roller coaster stopped maybe the roller coaster keeps going maybe you're green and growing or maybe you're brown and rotting let's move on to contribution number six so contribution is one that many people reflect on late in the later stages of life as we look at our legacy contribution is like a higher level of the need for significance the difference being that it's no longer about you isn't that interesting however contribution is the essence of life life is not about me it's about us we are social creatures and we have a natural need to feel that we have a higher purpose and that our life has meaning. The way we find that is to contribute to others. In fact, the feeling that we are contributing to others can help us overcome the biggest challenges or the changes, sorry, if we think it had a purpose. Life, therefore, is about creating meaning and that comes from giving. How's this for a beautiful quote by Frank Herbert? The best contribution one can make to humanity is to improve oneself. So if you're listening to this podcast today, I really want to celebrate you. I really want to acknowledge you and I really want to validate you for taking the time to improve oneself, like to improve you. Like you are taking ownership of your growth, your personal development. So I'm saying high five. High five. That's right. <laughs> Even Sam's giving you a high five because the journey of personal development is not an easy one and not many people choose to take it. It's a struggle some days. The rewards are plentiful. So if you've started on this journey, just know that you've got so many cheerleaders out there, so many supporters out there that are patting you on the back on those really challenging days and saying, go you. When you improve yourself, you give permission for other people to do exactly the same thing. And by listening to this podcast today, I'm hoping that this will create more awareness so that you are able to operate at a whole new level. So let's just wrap up. What are our six human needs? So number one is certainty and comfort. Number two was uncertainty and variety. Number three is significance. Number four is love and connection. Number five is growth. And number six is contribution. And I can't wait for our upcoming podcast where we're going to dig deep. We're going to dig deep about these, all of these core needs individually. And I'm going to share with you what I do with my coaching clients one-on-one -on -one so that you can do this at home in the comfort of your own home like there's no excuses why you can't become a better more efficient more fulfilled epic human being for 2022 so I'm going to end this podcast today by a quote from Oprah we can't become what we need to by remaining what we are 
So we can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are. And what that means to me is, it's time to change, baby. It's time to put on those big girl and those big boy undies and join me for the upcoming weeks where we tap in deep into the six human needs and we find out why we do the things that we do. We get to make the choice on whether those are still resourceful habits, resourceful actions, and if not, we find out what the gap is and then we get to close the gap by creating change, by simple steps, simple actions, and simple habits, we get to improve the quality of our life so that we get to live our life by design as opposed to having life on default. Who's with me? I'd love to know. Let me know how you found this podcast today and reach out to me. I love hearing from you and I love to know what you loved about the specific episodes that you've been listening to. Remember, sharing is caring, so share this out to as many people as you can so we can change the world one person at a time.